Welcome to Maison Pur, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly Hill. This podcast is all about natural living and how to get there without stressing out. We'll discuss easy tips to help create a healthier home, natural ways to care for our bodies, and so much more. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have a brand founder of one of my favorite brands that I've been using for years now, Henna Organics. Laura is the founder. She is such a special human. She's just so kind and wise and I love her balanced approach to life and also to how she created the brand. So we're going to talk about um, a little bit of behind the scenes with the brand, but also we're going to get into things like how to set yourself up for success with healthier habits, um, beauty tips, and things like that. So it's a lot of girl talk because we are friends and I tried not to ramble, and we did get some of this out of our system before I hit record, luckily. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi, Molly. I'm excited to be here. It's always fun to talk to you. Yes, so fun. We've just been talking for so long before I even... <laughs> like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So now we're finally recording. <laughs> yes. Click that button. Exactly. Um, well, I'm so happy to have you on because not only have I been a fan of your products for a very long time, over the past year or two, we've actually become um, good friends. So yes. it's even more fun to have you on and chat with you about your gorgeous products and your brand. Thanks. Well, I guess we should start at the beginning. What was the inspiration for Henne and how did it all get started? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to try not to rehash my answer that from other interviews get, I guess I would say, but essentially I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like what I mean is I'm not going to claim that because, you know, we first launched with our jar lip balm in 2015. I'm not going to claim that there was no other lip balm that existed on the market. I'm not going to claim those things. It's not true, but it was just kind of the perfect timing because prior to that, um, for example, in 20, uh, 2009 was when I really started getting into organic non-GMO food and quickly transitioned to more natural, non-toxic products. And then during those years, we were living abroad, we were living all over the place. And I started noticing that other countries had way better options than we did in the States at that time when it came to natural products that actually worked fairly well. And of course, not at the level that they're at today, but well, given the time and look decent. And, you know, the wheels started turning a little bit at that time, like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if I had launched my own, like, clean beauty brand or something related to that <laughs> field. But at that time, I felt, you know, it was a combination of like, I didn't have much work experience beyond like journalism, you know, those, those kind of fields. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, I just felt like uh, I'm, I was still pretty young at that time. I was in my early to mid twenties and I was thinking, okay, I think I don't have any co connections. I don't even know where to start. Like this, I'm not saying it's a pipe dream, but maybe this is something that we do in 10 years. You know, once I've earned my stripes, um, whatnot, and then just kind of put on the back burner. And then when we moved to Vegas, I just got really disgustingly dry lips in particular. <laughs> and I never struggled with that because I actually kind of, um, my, my husband jokes that it's, it's really nice to have henna because we probably save money in the sense that like, I was such a lip balm addict before we launched henna. So like, I know my lip balms 
Like he even joked, like, I mean, we've been together almost 16 years. And even when we first started dating, I always had so many different lip balms in my handbag. <laughs> and I was always trying all these new ones. And I was just, for some reason, really obsessed with lip balm. And so I did not have issues with bad lips. I was always very good at taking care of my lips, but the desert is just different. And I've never grown up in a desert environment. And so I just got really gross lips. And so I bought some, I remember buying some lip balms from Whole Foods and they worked okay, but the formula was still not great. There were certain issues with them. Mm-hmm. And, but of course the ingredients were much cleaner, um, but they also look like absolute crap. And I'm just not trying to be mean, but like as somebody who had to taper down my wardrobe and just all of my essentials living abroad that many years, I really, really focus more on quality over quantity. And it just was not that appealing to have this little plastic, you know, ugly lip balm that I was going to carry around. Um, So that part wasn't great. And then the ones that were not natural, that looked very good, they just had the worst ingredients possible. And and people don't realize that a lot of conventional lip balms, they actually have ingredients that kind of dry out your lips more. So it gives you that nice, like comforting sensation in the moment, but then actually dries out you know, dries out your lips because they want you to be a customer for life. So, um, you know, just with a lot, just with, you know, certain other products, like that's a whole different, that's a whole different topic, but it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like in the States, like sugar and everything, like there's so many chips and like salty, you know, items that don't actually need hardly any sugar. And in the States, like there's sugar and everything because they know once they get that, you know, pleasure center in your brain going next time you go to a grocery store, you're going to keep repurchasing. And they definitely do that with other industries as well, just like with lip products. Right. But um, long story short, um, just at that time, I had started earning my stripes a little bit in the sense that my husband and I had a web development company and I was doing graphic and web design, which was like self-taught and we had saved up some money and I was starting to feel quite bored in what I was doing because most of the work was for corporate clients. So I wasn't really, there wasn't much space for creativity or just, I guess, doing something new. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided like, you know, my lips are disgusting, but now we have a formula that works because we've tested it out on friends. I think I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. (laughs) Just launch a lip balm. I know it sounds crazy. So um, I contacted USDA because I I wanted to get some kind of certification. So I actually contacted uh, NSF, EcoCert and USDA. And I decided to go on USDA just because it's still the most widely recognized in like the States, for example, which was expected to be our core market and usda is actually to this day the most stringent so yeah, yeah. i contacted them we didn't have a like a company yet in that sense like i mean we legally had it like had registered it but um we had some lady from hawaii fly in to um certify my kitchen so it was oh really because <laughs> yeah, we hadn't started yet and i was like this is my kitchen um this is a spatula. I think I'm going to use this one. I use hot. <laughs> just kept reminding me. She's like, I know this seems really easy, but it's going to be a lot more complicated next year once you start producing. She's like, since you haven't started yet, this is just the pre, you know, the pre whatever. Yeah. Inspection. So, um, and then we launched, it was like mid May 2015. And because of our work experience, we managed to launch like a nice website. So we looked a lot more established than we really were. Like we looked like an official brand. You know, we had nice packaging that I designed, mm-hmm. nice website. My husband built it. I designed the website. So everything looked like very crisp, very clean, very professional. But the reality was we were like doing it out of our kitchen. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was very, very much homemade. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I actually didn't know that you actually started it out of your home. Yeah. Two years, two years. You know, looking at 
like you said, you had the packaging was beautiful, your website, everything. Like I think, I don't know when I first encountered your products, but I know it was probably at least 2016, if not a little bit sooner. And the first thing that caught my eye was your packaging. And I thought you were had probably been around for a while because it, everything looked so <laughs> gorgeous and chic and just... I don't know. I I felt like it's it definitely feels like a luxe line, even though, um, you know, it, at first it was just the lip balm. Of course, now we'll talk in a few minutes about some of the stuff you've added. But I was wondering if that was a nod to some of the Scandinavian origins of your brand. Oh, absolutely. So that's one thing I really fell in love with. Well, first off, I'm married to a Swede. And so I've lived in Sweden. I spent an extensive time there. I do consider in a way my second home. And one thing I definitely fell in love with was the design. Not And not everything with Scandinavian design is just about being black and white per se, but I really like this modern minimalist design where to me, it's very streamlined and it's just comfortable to look at. You know, when, I, when we talk about Scandinavian design, it's everything from, you know, furniture to um, obviously beauty to fashion. It's just simplifies things, but it, it doesn't mean something is missing. And so, right. yeah, with our packaging, I actually did hire um, a designer in New York initially to do the packaging and I'm not faulting him or anything. It's just sometimes hard to, you have this vision in your head and sometimes it's hard to convey it. And so I said, I wanted, you know, black and white minimalist. I wanted, and I said, I wanted it to be feminine and womanly, but not girly. And um, the packaging he created, it looked good, but it looked very, very masculine. Mm. And so, you know, even our packaging today, you can definitely say it's unisex, but it's still very, very different from that original design. So then I just decided to give it a shot to design it myself. Um, I actually did ask my sister-in-law for a few tips because she's much more well-versed with certain types of programs when it comes to product design than I am. So I got pointers from her. And then since then, I've just been doing it myself. And, um, And it makes it easier to be more authentic with the brand. Because I don't have to hire someone and we don't have to spend a bunch of time for them to brainstorm and try to create this brand image for me. It's kind of just been, not to be too punny, but, you know, it's kind of been organic in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I definitely feel like you're, like the packaging, even the newer products, it's unisex, but it's also there is, I can tell there's some femininity in there as well, you know? And it just feels, yeah. I just, I don't know, everything functions so well. Um, <laughs> you've oh, kept yeah. your, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I was just thinking through like how you've thought through not just the design because I'm also like, I need things to be pleasing to the eye as well. I don't like mm-hmm. garish or um, like really, you know, just kind of disjointed labels and packaging and stuff like that yeah. bothers me too. Um, but even just how everything functions is just really nice. Thank you. Yeah. And I think I just wanted it to be really luxurious, even from the start, you know, in the very beginning, I, we didn't necessarily have the budget to launch tons of products. And that was also one of the contributing factors, just launching the lip balm. But I knew how I wanted the brand to look like I could see it in my head and I really wanted it to be to feel just as luxurious as if you were using, you know, a Dior, Tom Ford or Chanel and we happen to be organic. Yeah. You know, of course being organic is one of our unique selling points, but I for me it was really important to for our products to be just as effective as not just our natural, you know, competitors but also the ones that are not natural. 
Because yes. if you're using a gorgeous lip product from a, you know, a designer high-end label and it actually works fairly well, it's going to be a hard sell to get a person like that to switch unless they feel like they don't have to make any major compromise. And with us, you don't. It's like double win, right? You get just as nice packaging. Of course, I'm biased. So I think, in my opinion, perhaps even better. And then you get <laughs> clean ingredients that work better as well. So it's like you actually get to kind of upgrade in both levels and we're cheaper. I know we're not cheap. I, I'm, I'm very aware of that. If you compare us to like a, you know, a Blistex or Burt's Bees or those brands, of course, we're more expensive. But a lot of our customer base, they're used to using those higher tier brands. They're used to using brands like La Mer. And so compared to those brands, we're for some of them, we're not even half the price. So right. we're like cheaper, look just as good, if not better and work better. So that's what we... And that's what I had in mind. I wanted really to be luxury, yet that's still affordable and approachable in a way. And of course, now we have certain products that are a little bit higher price point, like our face oils, but we also still have a $19 V2 lip balm. You know what I mean? Right. So we still have this really nice range. Yes, it definitely is a nice range. And you know, you've you mentioned adding products as you've gone on, but I really like when a brand keeps their line, I don't want to say minimal, but it's hard sometimes when you have like almost too many choices or too many different products and you're not sure what to use together or what goes with what. I feel like you've kept your line effective, but pretty streamlined. And so what's your process like if, say the face oils, you just launched that, what's your process for launching a new product, do you come up with the concept and then start working on it? Or do you feel like maybe there's a need you're being asked by your customer base for, for it? How does it start? It's a combination of actually a lot of those, those things you just mentioned. We're not, you know, I'm not going to say that customer feedback is all we listen to because that's not true. But if we, if we always have a pipeline, like even today, I have a list, a very long list of all these potential products we could launch in the future. And some of them they haven't launched. A lot of it is because, okay, the timing's maybe not right. Or another one is like, okay, I don't know if that's the right approach at the moment. But there's always these ones in the pipeline. Some of them will definitely get bumped up if we feel like there's a lot of requests from our core customer base. And so that definitely does have something to do with it. But um, one thing I try not to do is to jump on trends. Mm -hmm. So just like fashion, beauty, skincare, there are trends. There are certain ingredients that start trending. I try not to jump on that because I, I want to think about the longevity of the brand. And it's, um, I'll use another example outside of you. Like, um, I love handbags. <laughs> I am a very guilty lover of nice <laughs> designer handbags. It's like handbags and shoes. Those are like, that's my jam, right? Yeah. And in recent years, I've definitely really done my best to really stick to that ethos, even with my handbag collection. I really try to buy brands that I think will stand the test of time, not what's trending in the past two months, right? Right. And the same thing with Hennet. Like when we launched the face oils, you know, we had definitely had some feedback from certain retailers that said, oh, but the, the, you know, the market is so saturated. And my response is like, well, when we launched our first brand, like our first product in 2015, that was a lip balm. If you yeah. want to talk about saturated, like what brand doesn't, what brand didn't have a lip balm at that yeah. time? <laughs> it doesn't, you know, I don't really fully believe that you have to necessarily reinvent the wheel. I think you can just take something and make it far better and make it your own. And that's how, what I feel like we've done with the face oils as well. Like the face oils took that, that was the hardest launch for us because we started working on that before the COVID shutdown. Mm -hmm. 
And then when that happened, we just kind of scrapped all those plans because I knew the face tools were going to be our most expensive launch ever. And so I just felt like we don't, and we're, we're still self-funded to this day. And so, you know, my husband, who's by the way, my business partner these days, and we've worked on it full time together. We talked it over and we're like, it's just too big of a financial risk. And we literally don't know what's going to happen next week. So we kept it really, really just conservative with spending. So from 2020 up until yeah, end of 2021, we just launched a few lip tint colors. We we're like, okay, let's just kind of play it by ear, see what happens. And, you know, during a big bulk of that time, most of our retailers were either not open at all or only open and like sporadic, like a month here, a month there. So it definitely affected our wholesale channel. So this year we finally launched the face oils. And is the good thing with that is it just, we had extra time to really perfect and hone things. Yeah. And so with the face oil, to use an example, like what we do is the face oil, I, once we decide on a product, I start researching like crazy, what key ingredients I want to be in the product. And that can take months. Sometimes it can take years. It just depends. <laughs> the packaging, it takes, t- it takes a decent amount of time, but it doesn't take a huge amount because we still like to keep that, you know, a similar type of look and aesthetic with our brand. With that right. being said, the face oils took forever with the packaging with those bottles, because I wanted something truly spectacular for these products. So it was just company after company, prototype after prototype. And I was just not satisfied. I was getting to the point where I was almost convinced that I needed to get this, you know, a hundred thousand MOQ amount to get like extreme custom packaging. But thankfully I ended up finding something that was half customized and half not. So I didn't have to order such a huge amount, you know, upfront. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the face oil has just been like, such a long working process. And I'm glad that they're finally launched a little bit nervous right now. Cause we're still waiting on the bulk shipment of our final packaging. It's been out on the ocean a little bit too long. And so, Oh no, <laughs> fingers crossed. We get it soon. If not, it actually might be the first time we're out of stock for a little bit. Cause we're, we're really <laughs> running low on basils right now, but I think we're supposed to get it within the next couple of weeks, fingers crossed. But, um, but yeah, the, and then, Oh, one thing that's really fun is of course with, especially being a higher end brand, a lot of money goes into marketing. And so the photo shoots, the video shoots, that's like, those are some of my favorite moments of running henna throughout the year. I go on, I go on Pinterest. I watch movies. I try to find inspiration in a lot of avenues in life. And I create these boards of inspo and then I'll go over this and I'll, I'll create these boards. and I'll have, you know, multiple phone calls with either one or one or the other. Like I usually work with two different photographers and then they help me bring that vision to life. And it's so rewarding and it's so fun. And yeah, I really get to, yeah, I really get exactly what I have in my mind. And so, um, and so same thing with the face oils, we did that. And, um, and yeah, and then of course, and then we typically work with the PR firm for the, like prior to the launch and during the launch, especially a bigger launch like this. And then we obviously do everything from running a lot of ads to, um, and actually this time we launched the face oils, we completely revamped our website, which was really fun, but also not my husband would probably say was the one of the <laughs> least fun things that he does because one of his nicknames for me is flaw finder because oh. <laughs> I find flaws in everything. So, um, the website update was a bit tedious for him because every time he uploaded a new version, I would send him an email with like 50 tiny flaws that I found. <laughs> yeah. But now, so we even revamped our website, which was really nice. Um, it's not like it looked bad before. It looked beautiful before, but it had been two years since we did like a, a real 
change. And so um, there was just um, same with fashion. There's like certain web design trends that started emerging in recent years. And I wanted to implement some of them onto our website. And so um, it was nice to do that as well. And I really enjoyed that too. I love anything design related when it comes to henna and I, and sourcing ingredients in the formulation process since we formulate in-house that's really fun and it's very rewarding it can also be very tedious especially once again flaw finder me um (laughs) i don't even want to tell you how many batches we make uh it's it's a lot it's a lot we try to recycle things when we can but sometimes we have to dump it you know what i mean yeah when you have the formulation process because sometimes you mess up and it's like oh we just messed up we can't use this and that's also painful because some test patches, it's like, oh, that was like a few hundred dollars that just went out the window. Yeah. But it's worth it in the end. You know, I'm a perfectionist through and through. And so that's a super long-winded answer. But basically what you <laughs> asked before, yes. Yeah. <laughs> most, like most of those things, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the face oils, I'm so excited. I was honored to be able to try those You know, prior to the launch. And I love both. My skin's been more sensitive, you know, lately. So I was glad that you had a version with, with like just a little bit more calming, you know? Um, and I've been using that ever since. And, um, I hope you don't run out because my skin's doing really well with it. (laughs) Yeah. I've actually, my skin's been acting up a tiny bit lately. Obviously you and I privately know why. Uh, (laughs) and so, yeah, I actually have been using Serene more recently, whereas Prior to launching the face oils, when I could, obviously I've had the formula on me for a while, um, I was using, I was definitely using a lumen way more. And I don't think a lumen's irritating my skin right now per se. It's just mm-hmm. that, you know, when you're having some rough, rough days on your skin, um, I think one of my reasons is I've just been eating too much dairy lately, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but either way it's, it's just so soothing with serene, you know, that's yeah. also obviously why we named it serene. It really is a serene oil. And so, yeah, if your skin is acting up or, you know, if you have sensitive skin or acne prone skin, it's definitely a lifesaver. Yeah, it is. It's helped. I I don't know why I just started getting like breakouts and all sorts of issues this year. And um, so I, I don't think the other oil would cause me more necessarily, but I just like that serene is, um, it, it's extra gentle. Yeah. And it seems like it kind of, um, gets rid of some of those things that are not entirely, but you know, it like calms the skin down a little bit. Yes, absolutely. So it's like, yeah, if you have redness, it definitely works really well to help reduce some of the redness. So yeah, irritation, redness, it's, it's really going to be your BFF and not like a lumen can't, you know, do well, but a lumen really works better at brightening your skin and helps with fine lines better. If your skin is acting up at the moment, it's like, you have to you have to target that issue first. You know what I mean? It's almost like, okay, let's calm that skin down first. Let's reduce that redness. Let's try to maybe reduce breakouts. And then we can talk about anti-aging products later. Right. Yeah. I think you're using it exactly the right way. Well, good. (laughs) So I think you kind of touched on this earlier, but you know, I'm always curious with brand founders, why was it important for you to create a you know, clean or organic beauty line versus a conventional line? Because it's so much easier. I mean, you talked about having to have the USDA person fly in and, um, you know, inspect your kitchen and things like that. But why was it important to, to make sure it was organic? Well, for me personally, out of 
ethical reasons. I just felt like I really want to launch products on the market that of course are aesthetically beautiful. So that love of design, love of beauty, that side of mine, I can really fulfill that side. But also like ethically, I want to launch products that are actually good for people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want products that, you know, of course, most of our customers are women, some are men, but either way that products that our customers can feel safe using on their kids or anyone in the family. They don't have to worry about it. Um, our, and I'll use an example, like our lip exfoliators, they're literally USDA certified organic, which makes them food grade. So I'm not saying eat the whole jar because it's $24. <laughs> there are cheaper snacks out there. But if you accidentally swallow a tiny bit, you're completely fine. You right. know what I mean? And you'll find conventional brands on the market where they literally have warnings on the packaging saying that contact poison control if you swallow a little bit, you know, like they do with toothpaste. And I just don't ever want to have products on the market where I wonder, you know, I, it's like, I don't want to rack my brain and wonder sometimes like, is this hurting people? Like, is it actually safe? I don't ever want to think that. And of course, with my, me personally being pretty passionate about using as natural products in my everyday life as possible, I just wanted to make sure that the line really fit my own belief system. And I'm not like a black and white person when it comes to that. For example, I think that especially living in the modern world, you don't have to feel bad or beat yourself up if you're not eating organic everything or using natural and organic products for everything. But I think it's more of the culmination. If you're using like more toxic products in every single avenue, I think that just that, you know, all of that could actually affect your health. But I don't think using one or two products here and there will really affect your health. You know what I mean? So I don't want to do that kind of excessive fear mongering either. Right. If you think about how many products we use in our everyday life, not just beauty, but like, you know, your laundry detergent, your dishwasher detergent, et cetera. If every single item you encounter or use on a day-to-day basis is toxic. Yes. I do believe if you do that for years on end, it could have a slightly negative effect on your health. Right. Right. But if there's a few things that you just can't give up or, you know, whatnot, don't feel guilty about it. It's not a religion. You don't have to be an absolute saint at it. I'm even not. And I have, I'm the owner of henna. You know what I mean? Like, I don't use a fully natural hair wax because apparently they didn't make them for Asian hair. <laughs> and I'm like, do I want to have ugly hair for like the next however many decades? Or do I just want to use a hair, like a hair wax that it claims to be paraben free and whatnot, but it's still not natural. You right, know what I mean? Right. But it does the job. And until somebody launches a hair wax that's made for Asian ethnic hair, you know, I'm going to keep using my hair wax and I don't feel guilty about it. Right. So I think, you know, it's, I think it's okay to, and I, you know, I also hope that a lot of people will consider using us as their introductory step into going a little bit greener. You know what I mean? Because you don't really have to sacrifice anything with henna. Like you can have those beautiful aesthetics. You can have that efficacy and you also can just swap to cleaner products. And especially us still mostly being a lip line. I think it's very easy for people to understand like what you put on your lips, you'll end up eating or drinking you know, eating it a little bit through drinking and eating food. Right. So some of it is just going to get in. Why yeah. not make it natural? You know Absolutely. What I mean? So, um, so for me, yeah, that part's really, really important. Would it be way cheaper? Of course it would be if I went <laughs> the conventional route, like people would be shocked how cheap non-natural ingredients are. You could literally get, you could literally launch like a $200 face serum and your ingredients cost like 10 cents. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so you like people would be shocked the type of margins that some of those companies have. 
our margins are still solid. And especially us manufacturing in-house, they're definitely, we have solid margins, but yes, I could make them way better if I wanted to skimp on ingredients, but I don't. So like our ingredients, we don't do fillers. You know what I mean? Like even our lip serum, our carrier oil is rosehip. You know, we're just, I just don't do fillers. I'd rather, I'd rather just have slightly worse margins. Right. But actually give customers products that are really worth the money. You know what I mean? Yes. Fully effective. Yeah. Because I, it's, yeah, I, I want to feel good about running this business as well. At the end of the day, for me, it's not just a money making machine. I, I could have done other things in life to also make money. You know, I didn't have to go down this route. I really want this to be kind of like, I wouldn't say passion project because it is a business and we've been around for close to seven years at this point, but yeah, like I guess a passion business, whatever you want to call that. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, that's been really, really important to me and, um, it feels good. You know, it feels good. I don't, I wake up more every morning and, um, I know I'm not curing cancer, so I know there's levels <laughs> to this, but I'm definitely not causing any harm and I'm bringing good and we still have so many customers and these are still like the ones that really affect me the most. Of course, I love getting compliments on the branding and the design and everything, but customers who tell me that they have had chronically dry lips for over a decade or sometimes decades, and this is the first thing that they found that works for them. Customers who you know discover that our products work on certain skin conditions that I we didn't even test for. Oh, wow. That's what really makes me happy. Like we have certain customers that have you know psoriasis and eczema, and they've discovered that using little bits of, you know, the jar lip balm and even our hand cream helps. And I'm not making any medical claims about that. But when they tell me that, of course, it makes me happy. I'm so glad that they're getting relief for having, you know, certain types of skin conditions. And so those things make me really, really happy. Yeah. And, you know, I I will say from the first time I tried your lip balm, it was like replaced all others that I had. And I was using all natural versions at that time. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, it works so, so well. I just, um, I was thinking as we were talking, because I was trying to think back to when I first tried your products and this has gone out of business now and it changed names in the interim, but way back then, I think it was Art of Organics, um, the box. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I had a lovely box. Yeah. yeah. It became Clean Beauty Box, but yeah, I think they re- they, they did recently close. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they're the ones that introduced me to you many moons ago. So I'm happy that Mm -hmm. I've always had your products on hand actually ever since. So, (laughs) and I love your hand cream too. Yeah. I mean, of course I'm biased because it's my own brand. I'm like, I love it too. Yeah. (laughs) I have like, I have them everywhere. I'm not very minimalist, especially with the hand creams at home. I have them all over the house. I have them in, and our jar lip balm. I have them in my nightstand. I have them on the bathroom counter, multiple variations, all the other bathrooms, kitchen. Then I have this drawer with just like, I know that it's my own company, but also the hand cream sells so quickly that I feel like we're always catching up. And so I just hoard a few at home just in case there's a shortage <laughs> for a few days. I'm like, I want hand creams too. Yeah. So yeah I've got a little stash at home. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're so good. Um when my mom, I think it was 2 years ago, she had been in the hospital and when she got out, Aaliyah Beauty yeah. um which carries your brand, it was so kind. They wanted to send her something, you know, just to welcome her back home. So they sent um a couple of your hand creams and even my mom now is hooked. So <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask you about your what is your general wellness philosophy? I think 
I think, um, I, once again, I would say do your best, but also don't be too hard on yourself. Um, even when I'm saying at me being very into, you know, everything from holistic wellness to being eating and using as natural products as possible. I think it's also important to realize you're a human being at the end of the day and you are doing your best. And so just, it's okay to not be perfect all the time. And that's why I never wanted to be preachy, preachy, even from the start. And once again, everyone is different. There are certain brands where they really want to make sure that you know that they live and breathe it every second of every day. I do most of the time. I, I don't do it perfectly. You know, I eat as natural and clean as I, I, you know, as possible. But then once in a blue moon, I'm like, oh, I think I want a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> I'm a human being. Right. And I think that's okay. And so that's more of my philosophy, I think. Um, but with that being said, I think also, um, you know, treat yourself the way you deserve to be treated. And what I mean by that is also, it's okay to have moments or days or even weeks where you're not feeling your best, where you want to, you know, you take a different route with the way you approach your health, but also don't self-sabotage, you know, and a lot of us are guilty of that. Myself, I've been guilty of that in the past. What I mean is, you know, there's, there's, there's one thing to have some temporary relief and it's another thing to self-sabotage. So yeah. it's also good to be mindful of that so you don't get into a type of downward spiral with a certain habit because you it's kind of masked at, you know, for a period of time as, oh, it's just going to be temporary, you know? So I think having that self-awareness is important. And once again, I'm not perfect, but it's good to sometimes just take a step back and, you know, self-evaluate. For example, during the holiday season in 2021, we had some downtime. We didn't go back to Sweden this past Christmas. So we had a little bit of extra downtime and I caught myself watching, you know, streaming shows and movies a little bit more often than I like. And I was telling myself, oh, you know, it's my time off and, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, and it's fine. And, but after doing it for a couple of weeks, I was like, I didn't feel that great about it. You know what I mean? I had to kind of admit to myself that, okay, this is, after, it's been a couple of weeks, but it's been pretty frequent and I don't want this to become a habit. Yeah. I had books I wanted to read during the holiday season. I didn't read one of them. <laughs> I like bought all these new books and I didn't read one of them because I was too busy streaming. I don't know what I was streaming, but it was just all these random things. And so, uh, and once again, it's okay to do that. But for me, for example, I don't feel good doing that day in and day out. I really right. don't. And so I had to kind of like check myself a little bit, be like, okay, it's the start of a new year or beginning of January. I need to remind myself that I do not, should not be doing this all the time. And I've cut it way down lately. And now I'm, I, I, it's kind of back to the, how it used to before, which is mostly when I'm exercising, like when I'm on the, on the elliptical, when I'm working out, I'll, I'll watch something. But even now, like half the time, I don't even watch something. I'll listen to a podcast instead. Yeah. And I just feel better. I feel like I'm treating myself, I guess, with the, whether you want to call it respect or whatever, I, I feel like I'm treating myself the way I deserve to be treated, you know? And I just feel like I deserve better than just doing that for too long because it makes me very sluggish. So, but yeah, I think it's, I think do your best, but it's also, you know, you don't have to be perfect all the time. None of us are. I think that's a really, not even the people on social media. Seriously. If they are, they're faking it. I have, I am, I know this for a fact. I'm friends with some people who look perfect on social media, but you don't see them eating McDonald's on the side. And that's totally fine. By the way, (laughs) go eat your McDonald's. Like, their fish fillet sandwiches are actually very delicious. I just do hope that they actually contain fish, um, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's just, you're, you're a human being. 
Right, right. Progress over perfection. That's definitely my motto too, because I think if it becomes too unattainable, it's almost like it's too stressful and it makes people throw in the towel, right? Yes, exactly. I think especially when you want to develop a brand new habit of any sort, it could be anything from eating cleaner or working out more or um, having more reading time. I think it's good to actually ease into it. At least for I, for me, I've noticed that when you go really hardcore, like let's say you want to start exercising more and you join a CrossFit gym, you start doing CrossFit like four or five days a week, you're going to burn out. And most likely you're going to get injured too. Right. <laughs> so it's like double whammy, right? Yeah. And I, I actually had a friend years back who she was really adamant on starting a workout routine. And I was like, okay, that's great. She's because she said to me, Oh, how, you know, you work out regularly. And I was like, yes. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to do that too. And I was like, Oh, that's great. But she started the first week by working out seven days in a row. And she mentioned it to me and I was like, it's your body, of course, like that's your decision, but are you sure you want to do that? That's really intense. And because she did that, she got burnt out and then she didn't go after the first week for like the next five months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it, it cause her, her body was like in a state of terror. Like, yeah, I'm sure her body was thinking like, please don't make us go back to the gym again tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Um, I think starting any habit and it's like, it could be everything from green beauty. It could be, if you want to, you know, introduce a certain type of food into your, you know, into your daily routine. I think just taking baby steps, I think is good. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, really if you want to switch to clean beauty, try a few things first. You don't have to do a huge overhaul and doing a huge overhaul, you know, also that costs money. And maybe that's not something that you can or want to spend that much on at this very moment, but you could start with a few basics, like um, with the food, start with some essentials or staples that you eat every week and you feel comfortable swapping. It could be milk. It could be eggs. It could be um, bananas, banana, like organic bananas are actually quite cheap still, right. despite inflation at the moment. So <laughs> I think it's just baby steps are okay. You know, you don't have to get there. You don't have to have to go from zero to hundred overnight. Right. And it's also, it's actually very discouraging, I think, to do that because it's very extreme and very few people can maintain such a drastic lifestyle change with any, like regarding anything, you know what I mean? I it agree. could be getting more sleep. If you're used to sleeping five hours and then you want to get 10 all of a sudden, I mean, yeah, maybe the first night, but once again, easing into it, I think is good. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. And, you know, so that's for beginners. You've been at this for a while, the kind of more natural, healthy living, just being, I guess, conscious of your your wellness and things like that. And I know, you know, part of the struggle is as we, our lives get busier, sometimes it can be harder just to really be aware and take time out for it. I know you're a wife, you're a busy entrepreneur. How do you take time to incorporate wellness into your daily routine? Uh, one part that's really, I guess, easier for me coming from having a sports background is exercise it's, it, of course I have days I don't want to do it and some days I don't do it, but, um, I just feel really good starting the day with some kind of workout. And if there's a day where I'm feeling really tired, like super, super tired, then I'll just take that day off. But mo if I'm feeling unmotivated on most days, I can usually still get myself out of bed and do something very calm. And that gives me, you know, not obviously, obviously not just the endorphins, but I feel like it just starts the day off right for me. You know, and everybody has their different, we all have different methods. For some people, it's journaling or meditation or whatnot. But that for me, just, I just get like the right headset for the day, you yeah. know, and I just feel like, and my energy levels are usually better because of it. Um, I will, I will admit I am still horrible at meditation and I'm trying <laughs> to improve that. 
But one thing I've become better at in recent years is actually praying. So I feel like I don't feel as bad as at being <laughs> so bad at meditation. <laughs> um, if you are try, you're also just as bad as me. One app that doesn't make me feel as crappy about it is Headspace. And that's not like obviously an ad or anything. It's just the only one that I've used where the guy's voice, like it, it, it resonates with me and it's nice. Like we all just have different preferences, but his voice is very soothing. And when I attempt to do it, I do prefer that app. But um, I have started other routines, which help, for example, like I always pray before bed and that makes me, I just, I go to bed feeling calmer. And um, I think just those little habits really make a big difference. Oh, my husband and I, we, we do our best with this habit, but we're not perfect at it. We try to stop with like um, laptop and cell phone usage after eight o'clock at night. It, we can't always do it. Sometimes work comes up and we have to keep working, but it helps both of us sleep better. And it's, I think it's better for our relationships. So we have time to unwind and like focus on each other as opposed to, you know, just being busy with work or, you know, getting, um, we're all guilty of this, myself included, where you get distracted with, you know, social media, like you end up watching a TikTok or 20 and it's like, <laughs> what have I just been doing? I've just been sitting like a zombie on the couch by myself right. for 40 minutes. And so we try to reduce that as much as possible. So yeah, for the sake of our individual well-being, but also for, you know, our marriage. Right. That's a good one. That's one I think we struggle with because we both end up getting just, you know, things get shoved towards the end of the day and suddenly you're on your laptop at nine o'clock at night, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that happens and it's okay. Like we're not perfect about that either. You know, sometimes we have to be in bed at 11 and we're still on our laptops because something with work came up and it's a little bit urgent and it's got to be done and okay, then so be it. But yeah. yeah, general rule of thumb, I really like having some, you know, downtime. And when I say, you know, screen time though, for me, it's, I don't, I'm not like black and white with that after eight o'clock because sometimes it's nice for us to watch a movie together. Mm -hmm. And so we'll watch a movie and you know, I'll like um, connect to my TV um, and then we'll stream something and that's okay. If it's like two hours and we pick something interesting, we watch it together. It's still nice unwinding time we just don't like to be on the small devices you know and not working especially right. like actually both of us are just as bad it, it affects both of us equally negatively if i'm on the computer or i'm working past 8 30 or 9 i do not sleep all that night i at first i have problems falling asleep and if i do manage to fall asleep I literally just dream about work and it's so oh, stressful. That's horrible. And then I wake up. Yeah. And I wake up exhausted because I'm like, I just dreamt about work all night, like the most boring dreams. Oh no. And then I wake up and I just have to start <laughs> over again. Yeah. It's terrible. And so, and same with Axel, like my husband, he'll start dreaming about all these programming issues in the middle of the night. And it's just, it's not conducive for a good next day. So yeah, I think that's screen time when it comes to like, especially smaller devices. If you can cut it out like an hour before bed, I think it's just going to be so much better for you in so many different ways. Right. Yes, that is. Um, I actually interviewed, I don't know the order of these episodes, if this will already be out yet, but I interviewed a tech wellness expert and um, she was talking a lot about many different aspects of how the devices uh, affect us, but also just how having them around, using them around sleeping time, but then also having them in your bedroom and things like that, like just how adverse that can affect your sleep and everything else. So it's yeah. very fascinating. Yeah, we're, we're definitely proponents of 
trying to make that sleep environment as tranquil as possible. Like I always, I turn my Wi-Fi off every night and I have this, like uh, I have a few like EMF um, reducing devices as well at home to yeah. try to make it a little bit. Uh, we have like an EMF, uh, what is it called? Like a detector or something as well. So yeah, just trying to make the home environment as calm as possible. Well, I have perhaps the toughest question of all that I'm going to ask you today. Ooh, okay. If you had to choose a favorite of all of your products, which one do you love the most? So I almost always answer the luxury lip balm because it's very multi-purpose. I'm going to have to portray it today because I've been using the Serene Face Oil a lot lately. And yeah, that's my, that's my current fave. But I, I'm, I, I do switch that up pretty often. But when I usually get asked the, if you only had to pick one, I usually <laughs> pick the lip balm because it's very multi-purpose. But today, today it's serene. Sorry, luxury lip balm. Yeah, that well, actually now that I'm thinking about choosing between the two, that is a tough decision because I love both so much. But just talking, we've been talking so much about the lip balm. Like I, I don't have any right here at my desk. Surprisingly, I do have the hand cream, and I'm the whole time we've been recording. I'm like, gosh, I really need some lip balm. <laughs> just because we keep yeah, talking it's convenient about it. when it's everywhere. I yeah, even, I have. I probably have even more lip balm jar, lip balm jars, like just lying in random places. And then also we have our own separate jars in the, in the master bathroom, because I started getting really annoyed that my husband would always borrow mine and just never put it back. So now he has <laughs> his own jar. And I'm also like, you know, we can afford it. It's our own business. Just get another freaking jar. So yeah. I'm stealing mine. Um, I'm a little bit own. possessive over my jar <laughs> also because I love him, but we're just different. I'm very detail oriented. And so I always know, I always put my things back in a different, and in, 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 sorry, in the same place, mm-hmm. whereas he doesn't, which I think is also very typical for a lot of men. And so it's always like a surprise, like, wait, where is the lip balm jar? You know, it's like, where's Waldo? Is it in, in one of the drawers? Is it in the cover? Like, where did it go? And sometimes he doesn't know. And then we have to go on a little hunt. Like, where did you take my lip balm jar that belongs to me? Uh, so now he has his own, uh, but then he does misplace it sometimes and then he'll borrow mine again. So I'm like, but it's okay. But yeah, we have our own jars in the master bathroom and then, yeah, it's just sprinkled throughout. So, um, Yeah. Lots of love for all of our products, obviously, but right now Serene is definitely my go-to yes. like day and night right now, day and night. And it's been really helpful because I've had a few extra pimples lately. And I, I definitely feel like when I wake up in the morning, they're less red, actually more so than when I use those zit stickers. Cause I, I have those at home and I'm not going to lie. Um, they, they, the main reason I use them is actually, so I don't touch my touch a pimple. Oh. That's like the main reason I use it. Yeah. So I don't touch it because I, I just touch it without thinking, but I don't feel like they're actually making them go down just personal observation, but it really does help me not touch them because when I start to touch it, I'm just touching the patch. So I'm not actually touching my skin. So that part, I feel like it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I have not had the best luck with those either. So, but that's interesting to use it. So you're not touching the pimple. Yeah, I'm, I'm very guilty of that. I just, it's like when I start working or doing something, I just sometimes touch my face and I don't even think about it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, did I just Mm -hmm. scratch that pimple while I was working? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, So the the patch does work, work like for that sense for me. Well, on that same note, are there any favorite beauty tips you'd want to share? I think one of them is, uh, 
Well, I, I guess a couple. One of them actually is really work to stay hydrated. It can make such a big difference when oh, it comes yeah. to just everything. It's just, yeah, stay hydrated. And another thing I would say is that um, really find products that work the best for your skin and do some research, like, like um, you know, learn a little bit more about ingredients. And um, especially if you have skin that's irritated or if you have those type of issues, because it might be a, just one specific ingredient or two that really irritate your skin. And it's good to figure that out so you can start avoiding it. You know what I mean? Right. And that I think that can just make such a big difference. It's like people who didn't realize they had a specific food allergy and they get an allergy test and they're like, oh, I eat this every day. <laughs> you know, you just even, and it can be a completely natural thing. Like one of my friends is allergic to avocados. I would be very sad if I became allergic to avocados, by the way, but yes. it's good to know because, you know, sometimes it's just something that you don't think about and not everybody gets like a horrible reaction to eating or using something. It might be just a mild irritation, but why deal with that? Right. So right. I think it's good to sometimes do a little bit of research. And I think, um, another beauty tip I would say is just, uh, outside of like henna, those kind of things is try to get a lot of sleep. Oh yeah. Try to get a lot of beauty sleep it makes a really big difference. We all need different amounts of sleep, but being tired is just, I know you, we all can't help it sometimes, but you know, if you're trying to decide between that extra hour of Netflix or just getting into bed an hour earlier, like just get into bed earlier if you can, because that hour of sleep will do so much more for you. You know what I mean? It's very tempting. It is. Myself included sometimes. It's tempting like, ooh, let's just watch, you know, what? let's just watch this longer movie or, you know, you might be streaming something like, ah, oh, just one more episode, but it's so much better just to get sleep. It really is. It is. And the next morning I feel like is when you're, you're going to thank yourself. <laughs> yeah. And as I get older, I, I just feel like I really, I need my sleep more and more. I really do. And I, I get a lot of sleep. I sleep like eight, eight and a half hours a night. So I get plenty, but I feel like I need it. I really do. I feel like that's when I function the best. And even if I sleep seven hours, I just feel like my energy levels noticeably worse, noticeably worse than same. Same. I need eight and a half, honestly, for like, that's a full night's sleep for me, but that doesn't. Yeah. That's a perfect. Yeah. That would be like the perfect number for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would be absolutely perfect. Yeah. It just, it's hard. It's hard during the school year, especially, but, um, just cause I have to, I'm getting up early with the kids and, there's just always so much to do in the evenings. <laughs> it feels like, you know, like last minute school yeah. stuff and whatever. And so then I push what I need to do because I'm trying to help the kids. And um, so I I can't say that I'm great at getting that, but I do try. I always try to get at least seven, but if I can get eight, I'm good. Yeah. And I think, um, I think there's some studies that show that I think women on average need around 30 minutes more sleep than men do. So I think that's also something to keep in mind. I think it has something to do with hormones. I, I, I read up on it before and I can't mention the exact study off the top of my head, but to me, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, we are, it's, it's for example, like um, I, I normally do intermittent fasting and my natural doctor actually told me to tone it down a little bit. I was doing about 17, 18 hours a day. And oh, she wow. said, I think you should actually do about 16. She said, men could easily do 20 in a day, the average man's body. And it's fine. But she said with women, when we start inching close to that 18, 19 hour mark daily, that can mess up your hormones. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't. And so I toned it down. I, I, um, I went from doing 17, 18 to 16 after she told me that. 
Yeah. And you can tell a difference. Um, for me, not really. I, I just, I, I more listened to her advice on that part. I didn't really feel much of a difference, but, um, I don't want to mess with that either. You know, right. Right. Especially with hormones. I've had issues with hormonal imbalance in the past and it's taken years for that to get regulated. So that's just not something I want to, I want to mess with. Uh, but we're built differently. And of course, you always have outliers. There are some women that can intermittent fast for 18 to 20 hours and their hormones are not affected at all. So right. I, yeah, it's probably better just to go to get some type of testing and really see how your body works. But if we're just talking like general rule of thumb, it seems like women do need a little bit more sleep than men do. And I, at least in our, our relationship between my husband and I, it seems to be the case. I, I feel like he needs about 30 minutes less than I do. He usually wakes up about 30 minutes before I do naturally every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. He just wakes up. So he wakes up before the alarm, which is lovely. I would love to do that too, but I usually wake up from the alarm. (laughs) Same, 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 same. Well, my last question I was going to ask is because we're both in the green beauty field. I wanted to ask, what does green beauty mean to you? I think green beauty to me means, I guess... I would say more, uh, conscious living, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's not just about beauty products. It's, it's kind of all encompassing, but once again, like I said, take it with a grain of salt in the sense that you don't have to be perfect, but I think just being more conscious about your choices as a consumer and just your choices in everyday life. And I think for me, it makes me feel more in control of my life in a way. Like I have, I feel like I have a better understanding, of course, from doing a lot of research, but of, you know, what I'm putting into my body and what I'm putting on my body and I feel more at ease. So it brings me a level of comfort as well. So yeah, that's, I guess how I would describe it. Well, I think that's a perfect answer. I am great people. Sorry. I'm going to insert that too. (laughs) I've met a lot of awesome people, of course, you being one of them, but I've met a lot of great um, great people, mostly women, um, through green beauty. So that I'm also very thankful for. Same. That is a really nice upside to all of this is the community. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like we were, we used to be based in Vegas, so it wasn't exactly a green beauty hub. And (laughs) now we live in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is also still not like an epicenter. So it's nice to have met those people and we can still keep in touch. And then you know, hopefully see each other here and there, of course, but it's nice to have that community and have that, those con- like connections and friendships. Um, especially these days, it's still so easy to stay in touch, you know, with technology and stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah. Well, Laura, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I love hearing more about your, not only your brand, but just you and your overall wellness um, philosophy and how you incorporate that, you know, day to day. Thank you for having me. And I'm pretty sure we're going to chat a little bit after the recording ends. But um, yeah, I hope, you know, people had fun listening to it today. And if you want to follow us, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Henny Organics. So H-E-N-N-E-O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S. And then also HennyOrganics.com if you want to check out our goodies. And yeah. And their beautiful website. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag not biased whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) C'est la femme du savoir.